It's like a moment from a horror movie. You have been hanging out in the wrong clubs, Mr. Wayne. I've seen this movie. Smoke and mirrors, guys. Welcome to the movie factory. Join the club. We've got jackets. And you stole it from a movie. We want you in our club, kid. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Burke Reviews Movie Club. I'm John Burke, and with me, as always, Corey Starr. Hello, hello. And we are starting a new month. Um, I wish I could say thank goodness, but April's looking pretty bad as a, as a world. But uh, our theme for this month, we changed. It was going to be uh, Murphy's Law, but we decided to go with um, small screen because we're on quarantine, essentially, right? We're on uh, mostly self-quarantine for us. Uh, I believe Idaho's in the same boat. You've not been forced to stay at home, right? Well, they've pretty much closed all of our non-essential businesses because people wouldn't stay home, so <laughs> that's where we are. <laughs> but they still haven't made it official, and that's we're in the same boat. It's like, why not just say stay home? You know, why do you keep allowing us to like, well, deviate? I but... just feel like my governor can't make decisions is what's going on with us, so. It seems to be the same. Uh, ours is making claims and decisions, but it is debatable how good those decisions have been but nonetheless uh small screen is our topic for the month we're gonna be watching things that we can stream basically so hulu disney plus amazon prime netflix those are where our selections are coming from uh we didn't know what we were gonna be watching last week when we were on but we will uh reveal that um i guess we should just go ahead and start with that huh go ahead and tell them what we're gonna be watching especially because it is streaming services and there's a chance you have access to all of these movies for a change which sometimes you have to really invest to do this Yes, I want to also say that one of my one of mine comes from Shutter, which mm. um, I'm I think that they're really beefing up their uh, selection right now, um, and also they're doing we're not sponsored we're not sponsored we've had uh, our membership for about a year I think, and wow. while I don't I think it's been about a year, um, while I don't think that they're always over you know like a million different options it's only five bucks a month so even if i only watch like one or two things or um i still feel like i'm getting my money's worth and they were doing um free 30 days yeah Mm -hmm. i think it's with the code shut in i think that's correct uh in relation to us being shut in yes um so they have a sense of humor like us and that's always good to know um, but this, as of now, uh, Wild Rose was our first movie that we're going to be talking about now. Uh, if you want to watch it before you listen to the rest of the episode, that is available on Hulu. Um, next week, next episode, we are going to be watching Horse Girl, which is a Netflix original with uh, Allison Brie, who I'm always a big fan of. So I'm excited Molly to check Shannon. that one out. Um, oh, Molly Shannon's in it too? Yes. I did not know that. Um, then we're watching The Ritual, which is another Netflix, I think. Corey, have you seen that? I watched the trailer, but before okay. you said something about it, I don't think I was aware of it. Mm. And uh, and then we are watching, this is the Shutter one, The Taking of Deborah Logan. Yes. Very cool. So those are going to be our four movies for this month, uh, small screen. Um, so listen uh, listen to the episodes and watch them on their streaming services. I, Wild Rose, Nef- uh, Hulu, Horse Girl Netflix, Ritual Netflix, and The Taking of Deborah Logan is on Shutter. Again, right now, we think if you uh, Google Shutter Free 30 Days, I think the the code is shut in, um, but you, it's it's out there. It's not like an exclusive email or anything, but um, it's funny because another podcast, which I'm going to talk about when we get into what we've been watching, or I guess for now, it might just be how are we staying sane uh, while locked in our houses um, and go a little farther than just what we're watching, but also like in general, what are we doing? 
Um, but uh, yeah, you know, that's the, the gist of this month. Uh, we'll be going in detail with Wild Rose, but before we do that, we like to talk to each other, see how we're doing, which right now I think we desperately need, and um, talk about what else we've been, again, doing while we've been locked in. Um, Corey, how's things going in uh, the old Idaho? Well, um, you know, I'm just so ready for life to return to normal. Um, yeah. I'm... Ooh. I woke up at 5.30 yesterday morning on accident. I had to wake up at 6.15 because we were going grocery shopping, which <laughs> is ridiculous to me. But we were going on three weeks with no eggs, and I couldn't take it anymore. Why 6.15? Um, it's so because Bill gets off of work at 7 a.m., and he's working from home, so I could be ready to oh, go when okay. he got off of work so we could roll over there. And my life is like fried eggs with uh, everything but the bagel trader joe's seasoning mm. makes my life um yeah so we got, we went ahead and stocked up on a lot of stuff just so we don't have to leave the house probably for a couple of weeks and gotcha. uh you know bill and i are like really good about social distancing and staying away from people but there were a couple of people that i think i know it can affect young people too but definitely not the highest percentage of people that are getting sick really bad with this coronavirus there were so many older people that kept getting really close to us you know what i mean yeah. and i'm just yeah. like please please back up like you you see that we're waiting for a second but it was the first time that i've seen toilet paper on the shelves oh. in a while yeah we've we heard some stores got it around here um we, oh we've God. lucked out a little bit with uh Kathy's employer um, has been good about making sure their employees get a roll, uh, not a roll, but a pack each time it comes in. That's right. Um, so like we've we've lucked out with this this job change really paid off in in this scenario. Except that she's, I guess you could argue uh, her old job. We've heard through like old contacts that they're not paying their staff while they're closed. Oh. So that would have been bad. Uh, downside is her current job. She is working, which is good, but she's working, which is bad because of potential exposure to the coronavirus. Um, we've a lot of supermarkets around here are putting uh, plexiglass in between the cashier and the the um, customers, so that good. hopefully help them out a bit. Uh, heard some really great stories about companies being good to their employees. Some chains and some smaller employers. I've heard some horror stories about people losing their jobs in, in surprising ways, like employers the day of telling them, hey, I don't have money for you. Sorry. And things like that. So it, it's a crazy time we're living in. Um, and but I guess this kind of ties into both what we're talking about now and what I've been doing. Um, you know, I'm a big, big, big fan of Kamel Ninjani. Like, love the guy. Uh, he is, I would even say, a role model and inspiration to me in many ways. And um, I'm a fan of his wife, Emily V. Gordon. They used to do a podcast called The Indoor Kids, where they listen. They talked about video games and stuff. I think you can still listen to back episodes, but they haven't done it for years. Um, and Kamel used to do a podcast called The X-Files Files, where he oh, went yeah. episode by episode and did The X-Files. And I, I watched all of season one and I think most of season two so I could listen to the podcast. And I just, I think, uh, I think I started my master's or something and it was like time to back off. And then I started work reviews and movies became the only thing I really watched for five years, basically. And um, I noticed last week that uh, Emily and, and Kamel started a new podcast because they're shut in. It's called Staying In with Emily and Kamel. Uh, there are three episodes out right now, two official episodes and one bonus episode. Um, 
I, it's my favorite thing right now. I, I don't think I have felt better than while listening to this podcast. Um, it's important to note, uh, if you're a fan of the big sick, you know, Emily has an immune disease. Um, so she's super vulnerable right now. So they're like on extreme lockdown. Um, but if, uh, if you've also seen the movie, you should know that Emily was a psychologist or a therapist or a psychiatrist, whatever the correct terminology is for six years before she became a writer. And, um, so they're offering like just casual storytelling about what's going on with them, how they're doing, staying sane, but also like legit, like self-help advice during these times. And uh, one thing they talked about on the end of FOMO episode. Uh, so I'm <laughs> borrowing this from them, but I thought we could do this. Uh, there were two act exercises that they said would be helpful in times like this. Um, worry exchange is one. I'm going to let you pick which one we do, Corey. So the worry exchange is we both tell each other now on the podcast a worry that we have and ultimately the idea is that I help you burden the worry and or the one Kamel recommended uh, is just what's one good thing that's happened in the last 48 hours. Mm. So worry exchange or good things happen in 48 hours. Uh, damn. Um, let's do worry exchange. All right. Uh, do you want to go first, or you want me to go first? Um, you can go first. Um, my my biggest worry, uh, I think right now is um, my temper, and uh, not in a way like I'm not violent, uh, because I I kind of abhor violence, but um, I do have a short temper, and I'm I am mean with my sarcasm when I'm angry, and. Uh, the downside of being witty and full of um, information is I can be unnecessarily cruel sometimes if I'm angry. And so being in close quarters with my family, um, if I get riled up or upset, it's likely that I will say things that I don't mean, but I know will hurt um, stupidly. You know what I mean? And so mm -hmm. worry about maintaining my, my frustration levels. Uh, and there's a lot of things that can frustrate me right now. You know, the work is was great but it's also very stressful because everything's different and there's a, there's conflicting ideas and like some people are for one thing and some people for another thing and so that stresses me out and then just you know just being in close quarters with everybody you're more likely to get agitated mm -hmm. and i think that we're all just kind of winging it right now for sure yes uh, and i think that's part of my worry too is i i kind of like structure oh i know you do and, and right now, it, it feels like <laughs> every time I start to, like, rebuild my structure, something comes along and, like, knocks it just a little bit off or completely decimates it. It depends. But um, so, yeah, like, it, it is my temper is is short fuse right now for sure. And um, I, I don't want to be a jerk to people. And I'm but I'm often like. I know I can lose control. And again, I am, I'm naturally sarcastic. And most of the time I use it for good. You know, I use it to make people laugh and, and it's usually not hurtful, but when I'm angry, it, it can turn uh, real quick. It's a, a easy weapon to use. Um, so, you know, I guess that's my, my worry is that I'm going to lose my temper and upset people more in a time when we're all already upset. That's a really good one. Um, so mine is, is kind of dumb compared to 
<laughs> I feel like, though, um, a lot of people probably have this worry or it's already affected them this way. I, uh, you know, we at work, we weren't able to keep up, weren't able to keep up. I mean, uh, we were just having exponential growth around here. And then a couple weeks ago, we didn't have enough to do almost. Um, so mm-hmm. that started to be bad. And then, you know, now we're just like, I feel overwhelmed, but I'm afraid that somehow something will change and I will lose my job. And then there's a whole trickle down effect that we might lose our house. And you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. So that I, I'm, I'm afraid of being furloughed or laid off, even though we're really busy right now. Cause I know that things are changing and evolving very fast. Yeah, that's, that's for sure. Um, I think, like you said, a lot of people are feeling that and it is scary. Um, I know. feel, Oh, sorry. No, I, not at all feel bad even like being overwhelmed with work or um being scared that I might lose my job or be furloughed because so many other people already have been yeah but it doesn't you know? I mean just because it happened to someone else doesn't mean your worries are invalid or anything like that and, um it is it is nerve-wracking because there is so much at stake and it, it feels like if if collectively the people who have excess would uh alleviate something like what let's say like landlords would agree to not expect rent for the next two months um regardless of your situation just like you know what or or banks no no mortgages for two months um like yes they would lose a little bit of money but they have money to spare in theory i'm not sure of everyone's situation obviously but um if everyone took that kind of mentality and everyone agreed to do these things then it would make it a lot easier to move forward. Now, granted, I am not an uh, economic man. I'm so bad at this word. Economist. I'm not. Yes. Why can't I say that word? Um, like I want to like <laughs> put an extra syllable in there. Uh, I'm not, and so I, I definitely don't know how all of it works. But the simplicity of it is, if if I have a hundred apples and I usually charge a dollar per apple, and people are like, oh, that's no big deal, and suddenly I, people can't afford a dollar an apple, and I'm like, okay, well, I'll, I'll take a quarter an apple i will lose money in theory but if i if i have excess i'm not really losing anything i'm just not making as much and you're still able to eat and survive and you're not losing as much so i feel like we could find an equilibrium and i think you see it uh i'm not sure if it's happening everywhere but our gas prices are down like to 180 yeah i haven't, oh, seen, them, I haven't seen ours under two dollars in a long time is all like it was hovering around 250 for most of the year um and so like 180 i was like wow this is ridiculously cheap and i'm not really driving right now because i'm only (laughs) driving to get take kathy to work and um to get like supplies and i usually try to make that like i'll take kathy to work and then hit the winn dixie right next to her work um or whatever you know and so i try to keep the driving to a minimum i did drive a little extra today um if we had done the good thing in the last 48 hours i had two um, oh, go but for I'm it. gonna say the fun one. Uh, I went to um, Starbucks today because uh, uh, one I mentioned earlier, like big companies, and I've heard Starbucks is really taking care of their employees who don't want to come to work because of fear of the virus. They're still paying them and yeah, allowing for a month, them I think. to take a leave, which that's super cool. Um, and again, that's a company who can afford to do it, and they're taking that hit. You know, they're gonna lose some money with by doing that, but they're taking care of their employees, and that's awesome. So I feel a little justified going there to get coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, but so I, I'm 
I, I really love coffee. I don't know if you know that, listeners, but I, I am a coffeeholic. Um, I drink so much coffee that I switched to decaf so I could drink more of it. Um, and, uh, but I, um, I, I literally live on like three pots of coffee a day. Uh, but one real pot and then two decaf pots. So it's like still within like the recommended amount of caffeine a day. Okay. Um, and it's because uh, also uh, it helps with um, supposedly it helps with intermittent fasting. Uh, the caffeine in the morning helps with the curbing your appetite till it's time to eat. Mm. Apparently, from what I read, um, I don't know how accurate that is, but it sounded good, so I went with it. But um, so I, I tried the cold brew the other day, mm-hmm. and I really really liked the cold brew. And uh, they have a salted honey one that's only like forty oh, calories, so I felt what? justified in, in having it. Yeah, um, and it was really honey. good. But I drink it too fast because it's cold. It's usually why I don't get cold coffee because I mm. like I chug it basically, and I'm like, oh, it's it's gone. So before I picked my wife up from work today, I was like, I'm gonna go to Starbucks first, and I, I ordered the cold brew again, and I was like, but I'm gonna I'm gonna drink it so fast. So then I ordered an americano as well, which is my normal go to hot drink, and so I ordered two drinks for myself at Starbucks today, and I felt very guilty doing it. But it was so worth it, and I enjoyed every drink. Um, I did get a decaf americano, but you can't get the cold brew um, decaf, so I did have a little extra caffeine today. But. Mm. I love cold brew. There is a uh, – I don't like hot coffee. Oh, that's I just crazy. don't. It makes me too warm. Um, mm. But I love hot tea. But we have like a little – uh, diner that my friend and I have gone to brunch a couple times and they have the best cold brew coffee I've ever had in my life. It's like so smooth because a lot of places it's really bitter because I love yeah, cold brew. I gotta say Starbucks is really good and I've been putting it off for a while because I, I again avoid drinking a lot of caffeine normally. Um, I've been drinking more caffeine lately but still like maintaining like mostly decaf but um, yeah and uh, the other thing though that I was going to say, and this is super fast. Um, I made spaghetti and meatballs tonight for dinner. Mm-hmm. And like, I, again, a healthy kind of thing. Like I buy the protein pasta and then um, turkey meatballs instead of re- uh, red meat. Um, but you know what? It's such a simple dish. And it's a dish that always kind of reminds me of being a kid. Cause like spaghetti and meatballs is like go-to meal, right? Like mm-hmm. that was like one of my favorite home cooked meals that my grandma would make. And it just made me feel good. Like having such like a, familiar traditional kind of because I, I i honestly haven't been eating a lot of spaghetti because a lot of carbs um and man it t- i needed it today like i felt genuinely better eating i was like man this is the best and so uh sometimes as i keep i've been quoting uh it's the little things a lot not realizing what movie that was from when i was doing it like i knew it was from a movie but i wasn't like really thinking of where i have a plethora of film quotes in my brain, mind you. So like, they don't always pull up where I'm saying it from. I just know it's from a movie and then realizing it was from zombie land. I was like, that's really, really too appropriate <laughs> right now. It's like, I love Madison. Yeah. Well, uh, he's, uh, Tallahassee says it's the little things in the first movie. Um, oh. yeah, but it's, it's a common theme. Was it about the, the Twinkies? Yes. Okay. Yes, it is. Um, well- I just feel like Madison probably gets hated on, and I just love her. I think she was such a great addition. And Zoe Deutsch is a terrific actress. If you have not seen her other stuff, uh, I, there's a film that's out on VOD now called Buffaloed. Um, oh, yeah. I saw at Tribeca. It is amazing. Uh, definitely worth watching. Um, but speaking of, we should get into what we've been watching. Um, 
but what you were it sounded like you were about to say something and I catch yeah, I want to remind people um I don't I don't know um like to use your resources if you have uh this is kind of out of nowhere but um if you have like a local food pantry needing to use it or something like that um I I just follow our like local food pantry which is very large and um you know I'm in Boise the only real city in Idaho and they it's the Idaho food bank so they like send food off to all the small towns and stuff in Idaho but I just get worried that people don't like think about all the resources they have Mm. especially like in a time like this speaking of uh Kamel's and Emily's podcast um every every they they have ads and stuff because they're they're celebrities so they were quickly able to start a podcast and immediately have sponsors and stuff but every dollar they make on the podcast is going to three charities they haven't announced which three yet because they're working out the logistics to make sure everything goes smoothly oh cool uh, so if you do listen to the podcast and it's a limited podcast it's like once the quarantine is done they're going to stop doing the podcast again because they will no longer be staying in but um it's everything they make doing the podcast is going to go to help charities like you're saying so uh sometimes we forget we got to give back while we are able to yes that's Um, right though i tried to segue but i got nothing so let's move into what we've been watching (laughs) um so uh cory you want to go first yes um so we finished the last three episodes of the outsider oh good i love that show I did too. I, Bill really liked it. Also, he doesn't watch a lot of shows with me, but um, we both were really into that one. Um, watched Onward, which I enjoyed a lot. I <laughs> and then I went to something very questionable. I watched Doctor Giggles, <laughs> which I, I liked as a kid. But I think that it, it's so funny because, like, I didn't know as a seven-year-old that. They, no one got the tone of this movie right, you know? Like, the doctor is, Uh, like, supposed to be funny, and he's, like, comedic relief, but everyone else in the movie is, like, super, super serious, and it just doesn't... Oh, man. ...land right. I mean, it's fine. I'm I'm glad I watched it again. I think that it used to come on HBO all the time, because that's pretty much the only channel that we would have on at the house all the time, so I'm pretty sure that's how we would watch that one. Um... Yeah. Uh, I watched the Netflix original, The Girl on the Third Floor. Don't waste your time. Okay. It was so bad. Um, Bill came in halfway and sat with me, and he's like, what What are you watching? He's like, the stuff my wife watches. And I was like, dude. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, it sounded interesting, and I like ghost stories. Um, but I just feel like Netflix is too worried about putting out a lot of content that they're not really worried about putting out good content. It's definitely hit or miss uh, and more, more miss than hit because I think you're right, but they, that doesn't mean they don't ever knock one out of the park. There have been some great Netflix originals. Um, I'm hoping the horse girl for next week is going to be that. Uh, I'm hoping so too. Um, and then of course, watching unsolved mysteries and contagion. Ooh, that one messed me up, man. Because, oh, go ahead. No, it's like we did a Vampocalypse episode of Contagion that released this past week. Um, check that out at uh, Bloody Awesome Movie Podcast. Um, and yeah, Matt and I were both like kind of kind of shell shocked after watching that. Why 
why did I do that? A. Yeah. I think that it was just like complete. I think it was scary because Bill and I watched this a while ago when we traveled somewhere, probably Salt Lake City. Um, we watched it in the hotel, maybe it was Seattle. Um, and I like fell asleep during some of it. But, like, we've seen it before, but it's just so eerie and everything that's happening now or, like, things that I'm afraid are going to happen because I'm, I don't know. I'm afraid that people are going to start stealing stuff, like, off of people's porches or, I, I don't, I mean, this has never happened in our lifetime, this kind of this kind of pandemic yeah pandemic yeah so it's like i don't know when people are gonna go off the deep end i am not driving anywhere but i still like find myself going into like hurricane mode for some reason like there's nothing wrong with our drinking water but i still bought a 24 pack of waters i don't even buy bottled water and making um making sure that um you know, that my car stays full of gas all the time. It's just like, I don't know how to how to cope. I don't know Nobody what I need. Does. That's one of the great things I think Camille and uh, Emily spoke about, too, is just that, like, we're all winging it. And we all have established our own set of rules that we think are the right rules, but nobody knows for sure. Yet we're all, like, super clinging to what we're doing. That idea of building stability as best we can. Um, it, it is, it's, we're, we're this is new for almost everybody. Um, you know, there's some exceptions. I'm sure like some older people who were alive during the Spanish flu, but, uh, most of us, this is, this is the scariest thing we've probably ever encountered. And, um, you know, it, it doesn't help that our, our leadership doesn't feel like they are committing to a, a stance with this, which is, you know, I would prefer them to commit to like, we don't know versus like, no, it's going to be fine. No, maybe it won't be fine. No, it's gonna be fine. Like it, like just stick to the idea that you don't or, have an answer, and we're all trying to get through this. Um, or that everything is gonna be fine by Easter. Everything is not gonna be fine by Easter. Yeah. At least they pushed it back to April thirtieth. We've officially been told Ugh. that we will not go back to school till May first at the earliest. Um, we are in session though. We do have online school officially started today, um, and. That's part of the learning curve. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm considered, I have a, a lot of roles. Um, I am one of the tech savvy people. I do have a master's in IT, so I, I am helping try to transition everybody, um, both teachers and students, into effectively using the online systems that we have in place. Um, I'm part of like a 10-person team that kind of uh, sits with our, our administration and makes decisions about, how, you know, what expectations are for the other teachers and things like that. So um you know there's a lot of debate and a lot of concern and there's a lot of worry and you can see like i've spent a lot of time trying to structure everything else in my life like i I bought workout equipment so i've got a routine i'm working out in the morning now which is new for me and then uh, i literally committed to the intermittent fasting like the 16 8 um where you like Mm. from 12 to 8 the only time you eat i started that like right before the lockdown started so like it's you know uh i'm a stress eater that's one of the reasons i had gotten fat in the first place so like not eating right now is really hard <laughs> um i've had more sugar in the last week than i've al- I've allowed myself for like the last year but i'm still like being very cautious with it like i'm still working out a lot and i'm also um still limiting my calorie count so if i eat sugar like i had a ice i had a ice cream cone today um it was very good uh 
but I, you know, I had to, um, keep that going. And, uh, so yeah, it's been, it's been trying, um, for sure, but we'll, uh, move on, uh, to what I've been watching so we can get to our review of Wild Rose. So, um, I can't talk about the quality of the movie, but I did see a movie that I think will interest you when it comes out in April. Uh, it's called The Quarry. That's not right. The Quarry. Um, Q-U-A-R-R-Y, in case I'm saying it just off tonight. Uh, it's got your boy and my boy, Michael Shannon, in it, Corey. <gasps> um, and Shea Wingham is also in it. They were together in Take Shelter. Uh, I it's I can't say anything. I just almost messed up what I said at the beginning. Um, but I, I watched it, and my review for it will be coming out in later April. Um, I watched, uh, because of one of my favorite podcasts, uh, the Blank Check podcast, I've talked about many, many times, they are starting a new uh, series, and they do director series. They're doing George Miller. And um, I've seen most of George Miller's filmography because it's quite weird. Uh, I don't know if I've, have I already mentioned this to you, that I'm watching, um, that they're doing George Miller. I think so, because you were talking about he did Babe or something. Right. Uh, so I watched Happy Feet um, for the first <gasps> oh, time. Yeah. Uh, I liked it. I liked it more than I thought. It is weird. Like, it's real weird. And it, like, it's a musical, but it's like a tap dancing musical. And it's got penguins. And, yeah, Elijah Wood's in it. And um, he's the voice of the main penguin. Uh, Robin Williams is in it, which always makes me sad to to watch stuff with him in it now. Because I love Robin Williams. And, um, but it it was free on Vudu. And they were doing a, um, I'm supposed to get a $2 credit. I haven't seen it, Vudu. But I watched the movie, and it, according to the email, if you watch one of their like movies before it left, you get a $2 credit. I have yet to see it, so I'm going to be looking for that. Um, the, the movie that I watched this week, though, that I'm really hyped about is called Bodied, B-O-D-I-E-D. Uh, it is on YouTube. Um, it is, my understanding, it is a YouTube original, but it is a uh, rap battle satire. Um, it's produced by Eminem. He's not in it, although his music is used quite frequently. It's really funny. It's also really well made. It to me, um, the way I'm comparing it is, it feels like Eight Mile meets Scott Pilgrim versus the World visually because there's some very similar like uh, overlays and text interaction on screen that reminds me of Scott Pilgrim. And then uh, it's got like a white man can't jump dynamic of a white character and a black character kind of bonding and, and forming a, a partnership. But it's it's set on a very you know slippery foundation, and anything could set it off similar to white man can't jump that's what it reminded me especially uh there's a sequence towards the end that really really reminded me of it not the basketball but the uh relationship dynamic and um i'm a fan of those three films so i really enjoyed bodied a lot i I recommend checking it out if you are into that stuff um kathy and i finally watched little women uh the, the 2019 version she hadn't seen it i did but i've been wanting her to watch it so we sat and watched it the other night she loved it um i liked it as much as i did the first time um then i watched wild rose last night and today, um, I not only watched, but I watched this version for the first time. I bought Mad Max Fury Road, the black and chrome condition, uh, edition. And um, we are doing uh, Mad Max Fury Road and Mad Max the Road Warrior um, for Bampocalypse. So I was like, well, if I'm going to rewatch Fury Road, I'm going to watch it in a way I've never seen it. And I really like the black and chrome edition. It's a really cool visual. It's not It's not as simple as just like turning your TV black and white like you can see the color grading that went into it. The contrast is really, really strong. There's some stuff that really pops because of it. It's it's really cool. Um, now, for TV um, and video games, actually, I have those two things I want to mention. Uh, I've been encouraged and have almost finished the show Hunters on Amazon Prime. Oh, yeah. um, it's got uh, it's it's like a comic book inspired 
TV series set in the 70s. Um, Al Pacino is doing some great work in the show. Uh, Logan Lerman, who I am generally a fan of. Um, the first two episodes, I was kind of not vibing with him, but he he won me over towards the end. But it has um, the actor who plays Ted Mosby on How I Met Your Mother, isn't it? And I didn't recognize him at first. And then it was like, oh, my God, it's Ted. I can't unsee it. But uh, I haven't seen him in much else than How I Met Your Mother. And I really like him on this show. So I was excited uh, to get to see him do something else. Um, it's a good show. It's it's definitely not for everybody. It's very violent. And it is uh, it's it's a weird kind of like alternate. Well, that's the scary part is it, it's alternate history. But there's also like I think there's some truth embedded in the alternate history stuff. So it's kind of scary in that regard. But it involves Nazis and uh, Jewish members of, of America uh, hunting down Nazis that are hiding in the U.S. Um, it's pretty crazy. Uh, but um pretty good uh for i haven't watched a lot of the amazon original series but that one grabbed my attention and then for video games um i beat pokemon sword i can't remember if i beat that before or after we recorded last time but then uh last friday i bought um animal crossing new horizons i think is what it's called Mm -hmm. um mainly for me and my daughter but uh, i've been playing that a lot and that that actually helps kind of calm me down a bit because you know gathering stupid items for no apparent reason with animal people that are all anthropomorphized except for the, your character who's an actual person. But you know what? Something about those games I've always found a lot of joy in. And uh, it's, it's, I've tried playing some other games this week and everything just stresses me out. Um, and I don't want to play them for more than like five minutes and like Pokemon and uh, animal crossing are the two exceptions to that. So far, those games have made me, feel comfortable um while playing versus like stressing me out so uh that's where my head is at right now uh real games stress me out and games that are a little (laughs) more casual do not um but all right uh that should be unless uh have you been playing any video games Corey? no i should finish up mario galaxy and uh yeah i used to play some animal crossing it's good times. If yeah. you guys haven't, I'm so, have you bought it? Because I, I know Bill is an avid Nintendo guy. You know, but he hasn't been playing the Switch much. Um, mm. I've played the Switch way more, but what I'm kind of dying for, but can't bear to part with sixty dollars right now, is I freaking love the Luigi Mansion's game, Luigi's Mansion oh. games. I love them. And that is my biggest complaint with the Switch is that you will always have to part with $60 for a Mario and or Luigi and or Nintendo licensed product. And uh, that's a good thing, I guess, if you invest in the physical copy, because it's mostly those games either go up in value or stay constant. Yeah. Uh, but at the other hand, like I waited to buy Resident Evil 2 until it dropped to $15 on Black Friday. You can do that. You can wait for a Mario game but you're never going to get it for that price. You're always going to, maybe you'll get it for 10 bucks cheaper, but almost always it's going to be 60 bucks. Yeah. It's not um, worth waiting. Yeah. Or like, I guess it's worth, it, it's okay to wait at the same time. Cause you know, it's still going to be playable. Cause most of those games are single player and you can hop in whenever you want. Um, I, I actually really was uh target has buy two get one uh, free video games, Yeah, but like all of the switch games that you would want to buy are not included in the deal. <laughs> like, cause I was like, what? Oh great. I'll get, yeah, like, I was like, because they have, like, PS4, and there's a game Taylor wants, and I'm like, all right, well, that's 40 bucks. If I can find two comparable games, and I haven't bought the Star Wars game yet, and I was like, I kind of want to play that. I also hear it's really hard, and I'm going to probably get too frustrated and won't actually end up playing it, so I don't need it. 
But then I was like, cool, I will get, um, if there's a couple of Switch games that I really want, I I, I want Mario Maker 2. I, mm-hmm. I like that, like the whole Mario Maker game, and I feel like it'd be fun on the Switch. And there was, um, oh, the the Zelda, they did a a relaunch a little bit ago. I can't remember which, Link's, it's not Awakening, it's something like that, though. It's like an old, it was an old game that they pr- oh, brought yeah. to the Switch. And I was like, I really want that. And both of those are not included on the list, although both are on sale at Target for like 10 bucks cheaper, as I mentioned, but uh, not included with the buy two, get one free because they never do that with the Switch games because everyone would buy all the big name Mario games and whatnot. Because, uh, yeah, the people what they want. Right. We're um, in the middle of a pandemic. But, uh, board <laughs> games are also buy two, get one free, though, and I was eyeballing those because like being locked up in the house, board games seem like a lot of fun, but. Yeah. Um, and they are mix and match, so you can get a video game and a board game, and I think there's one other product that's included and in the And some box. of those board games are expensive. Yeah, I couldn't quite, like, the only one that was, like, close to the same price as the games, because to me, if you're going to buy three, they got to be at least within $10 yeah. of each other to get the deal. And um, is the Settlers of Catan, I think, is, like, $44. And I was like, eh, I don't know if anyone else will play. That's the pro- I would play almost any board game. It's getting my wife and daughter to participate that tends to be the uh, the challenge, and that's what stinks. Because I love games like that, and I don't have the the friends or family who are available. Obviously, right now, I'm very limited to my options. Like, I keep teasing my wife, like, you want to learn to play Magic? And she's like, no, I'm like, please, <laughs> please, I need to play. I have all these cards. Um, you guys should do, like, a Zoom meeting of it. Uh, we have tested it we had to build like a rig for uh our phone to like sit on um we we found a really cool way to do it with a webcam but apparently because everyone's working from home webcams are sold out everywhere dang i didn't even think about that because like a laptop webcam is great for like face chat but it's not great for like angling it at the table to see your magic cards you know um so like you need an external one and apparently a lot of people had to buy external ones or they're just kind of obsolete because everyone has laptops and laptops have been built in. Um, like if you look at like the local stores, the only thing they have in stock are the little plastic things to go over your built-in webcam. Oh. <laughs> like the little covers because people are paranoid that pe- like the FBI is watching them or whatever. <laughs> but, but they probably are. It's, it's time to get into our movie of the week. <laughs> we are going to talk Wild Rose. Uh, Wild Rose is from 2018. Uh, it is a Scottish film, if I'm not mistaken. A troubled young uh, yeah. uh, Glaswegian woman dreams of becoming a Nashville country star is the synopsis on IMDb. It's got an 80 meta score, a 7.2 IMDb user score. Stars Jesse Buckley. And that's, uh, oh, and Julie Walters, who I love. I didn't, cl- it didn't click right away, but uh, the, her mother in the movie is the actress that plays uh, Molly Weasley in the Harry Potter films. Oh! And um, yeah, Ron's mom. And she's also in uh, Mamma Mia 1 and 2. She's like one of the, the three friends, you know, like that Meryl Streep's friends. Um, yeah, she's terrific in those movies. And I really liked her in this film a lot, in fact. Um, and I think, yes, um, Sophie Okinado, uh is Susanna. She helps her get um, some opportunities. Uh, directed by Tom Harper, who recently directed the uh, very reviled uh, Aer- Aeronauts. A lot of people hated on the Aeronauts for last year, um, but he also directs some episodes of Peaky Blinders, which I know you're a big fan of. Love Peaky Blinders, and we're getting uh, season five or six this uh, upcoming month, so I need to rewatch all the other seasons again because I do that, but there are only like six episodes per season. Mm. 
I've been told to watch that show. I might make that my next uh, series oh, after I finish Hunters. So good, and you know I love me some Killian Murphy, and he's badass. Yeah, I, I'm a fan of his as well. I hope. Um, so, uh, Corey, what did you think of Wild Rose? Um, so. I already had this in my uh, queue in Hulu. Oh, okay. So that was kind of weird because I didn't realize that I knew about it. Mm. So uh, um, I didn't really know what to expect. It looked good. But trailers can be deceiving. But I think that this was a really good pick. And I'm kind of glad that we're starting the month off with this. I Yeah. Just, I feel like it's probably one of the best movies we've watched for, it is one of the best movies we've watched for this podcast this year. Uh, this year, I definitely will, will not hesitate to agree with. I, I It's it's up there um, for me in a lot of ways. And so um, I, I love movies about people pursuing their dreams. Um, and uh, I, I recently watched Ricky and the Flash which is uh, um, Jonathan Demme's last film and uh, Star's uh, last narrative film and stars Meryl Streep. And it's pretty bad, mm-hmm. um, but it's very similar to this. Uh, and that blank check reminded me about white uh, wild Rose because uh, they compared the two movies and like why this one works and Ricky and the flash really doesn't. Um, and I'm not going to get into too much because it would be a spoiler for both potentially, but uh, I definitely, I'd heard about this film beforehand and it'd been on my radar, been on my radar and I kept pushing it off. And I was like, I'm going to watch it eventually. I'm going to get to it. I'm going to get to it. And when we decided to do the small screen, I was like, this is the one, this is the film. I'm going to go with this one. And I'm really glad that I, I did because, um, it's, it's a compelling story. I, I teared up a few times in the movie. Um, I, I'm not a fan of country music, but I actually liked, I think every song in the film I enjoyed, uh, at least with their renditions of it. Um, I haven't looked to see if Jesse Buckley was actually the one singing or not, but she, if she is, she's really, really good. Um, and if she isn't, whoever was singing is very, very good. Uh, I, I mean, it's, I wouldn't put it up there, um, like Sing Street or Once, I think, land a little more for me overall. Uh, but I also, I still put them, this movie is one of those, if you're into musicians, if you're into movies about like people pursuing their craft, their art, um, I think this is a, a superb film and it's a, a, it feels original to me, even though it's doing some of the tropey things that you expect. Uh, so a lot of times when I expected things to go more melodramatic or be bigger, they, they weren't. And I always appreciate that, um, because they're playing against the expectations that other films have put in us. And I, I like when a filmmaker is aware of that. So, um, yeah, I, I enjoyed Wild Rose quite a bit. Uh, is there anything you want to add before we go to spoilers? It was her singing. <sighs> Sorry, I'm old. Oh, was her singing? Good. Yeah, Good. I, when I Googled it, it said singer, like she's a singer. Yeah, all songs are performed by singer Jesse Buckley. With the exception of, oh, maybe that's just on, well, yeah. It made it sound like it's just on the soundtrack, but it wouldn't make sense for them to have her sing on the soundtrack and not in the movie but it sounded like her anyway like it yeah yeah i mean her accent goes away 
substantially when she's singing, which is not impossible. You know, though, like, so I've said this for a long time about country singers. I grew up on country music. Um, you know, I really can't stand new country music, but um, I really appreciated that they didn't country singers all country singers and all news reporters all sound the same as each other they all talk and sing the same and i appreciated Mm. that she didn't do that like yeah it was kind of rock country i guess i don't know i i kind of agree with that um which i I think there is a a genre in I think you get a lot of hybridization with country music. Yeah, um, outlaw country. But, um, you know, you see like pop country now with like Taylor Swift and even Carrie Underwood, I would say, kind of falls into that pop category. We've got the hip hop influenced country music now, uh, which we've had for a little while. But, you know, I'm not even talking about the uh, Billy Ray Cyrus. Oh, but Nelly. Um, Who did Nelly? Exactly. Well, even um, the Florida Georgia line. Uh, and Run DM. Well, no, that was with Rock. Sorry, oh, Run DMC with Aerosmith. Yeah, but, but you had um, Cowboy Troy the years before that. Uh, that was like a, a rapper. I mean, it, country music has been hybridized with most genre at this point. Um, and I would like Jason Aldean has a bit of a rock vibe to some of his songs. Obviously, not Big Green Tractor, but a couple of his other ones. <laughs> oh um, God, have, please get out of here. That's the um, name of a song. And then, uh, oh yeah, you never heard the Big Green Tractor song? <laughs> no. Oh my God, Corey, where have you been? Jason Aldean was like, he blew up. I don't I'm listen sure to that. We were at FYE when that was like on our rotation. It, or we you never, just missed it. We never oh, played no, what we, we were had. supposed to. Oh, I did, Corey. I follow rules. What are you talking about? Oh no, so, we used to listen whenever we wanted to. I'm sorry. Yeah, You're I mean, we did that. that too. No, no, we did that <laughs> too. Um, but like, if I didn't feel like picking something, I just threw the CD they gave us on. Um, the devil. And sometimes there was good stuff on there. But, uh, you know, because it's pickings challenging but i loved okay let's not deviate too much but um i think we should get into spoilers and wrap up our discussion of wild rose guys from here on out we are going to talk about this movie in great detail you have been warned so what i loved most about the film was uh the relationship with her her kids because like we, we we meet her she's getting out of jail so we don't exactly know what she did but we get the idea she's a screw up and I kept waiting for her to screw up royally again. And she never really does. And I like that because it does give us the idea that she's capable of change. She does make some mistakes, but nothing like she's not just like going back. I kept waiting for like someone to ask her to sell heroin again or whatever, because we later learned that's what happened. And that doesn't come up. And I, I really appreciated that. Um, but there's a moment when her daughter hugs her for the first time, like when she like picks her up and she like really like squeezes her like shattered me i was just like oh my god that it kid was so weird to me because like for so much of this movie i mean they have a lot of animosity towards her and i don't really blame them um and she had both of them before she was even 18 she never takes responsibility for anything no and i don't think that she like goes out of her way to hurt people but she's just i don't know um but yeah, they never touch each other or are affectionate, and that like moment, like whoa, I don't know, it, like really. Yeah, I I love that moment, and um, I I love those scenes with her mom, and even when the mom gives her the money to go to Nashville, because like 
I love that she convinces her to like step up and take ownership. And she finally starts like showing that she's willing to do that. But you also see the like the light go out in her, like the the spark that she had is missing and her mom notices it. And I just love that dynamic of the relationship because the mom gives her the money to go to Nashville. And she's like, I wanted you to take responsibility and you did, but I didn't want to kill your hope. And I, to me that like hits so hard. Um, Cause I do, I think a lot of people feel like they can't do both. You can't pursue your dream and be responsible or you can't pursue your dream and be a parent or you can't pursue your dream and blah, blah, blah. And I, I don't believe that at all. I think you have to make some sacrifices and, and maybe you can't give everything to your dream, but dreams can evolve and dreams can change. And, uh, I really think that's what this movie is talking about in a lot of ways. It's like, it's not that you have to change everything about you to be a good parent or that you have to change everything about you to be a good person or whatever, but you have to make some concessions and you have to make some, some changes to the the path you're on uh, to be able to do all of those things. And I, I, man, the, the catharsis I felt for her character at the end that her learning to write her own song, I thought was really important at the end too, that everything else at that point, she'd just done covers um, because she didn't really have anything to say. Um, she had opinions, but they were they were never really thought out or they weren't standing for anything. They were just thoughts. And by the time we see her write her own song at the end, she's uh, developed a person to be a person who has things that she cares about and, it, and isn't afraid to hide those things. Because that was like, I didn't, I never put together that she never mentioned her kids to her employer. She, and, yeah that was when that when that revelation hit me because they do it really well i feel like it's 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 obvious if you're thinking about it but i never really thought about it i just like i assume people would know like because that's something i've never been like oh i'm not gonna bring up my daughter like i always mention my daughter so like in my head it's just like that's just we didn't see that part because it would why would we see that part you wouldn't need to see it because it's just expected and then when it's the opposite it's like the fact that we never saw it is actually the the detail that's revealed later that no, no, she, this woman thinks she's just this free spirited, you know, individual with no responsibility. I'm going to help her pursue her dream, not realizing she's got tons of responsibility and is, is in fact paying the price for her lack of responsibility. Mm. I, but also, I mean, like, it just seemed like it never came up. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, like, the, she did say, you know, do you want kids someday? And that would have been a perfect place mm-hmm. for her to. Yep. But she doesn't talk about her personal life at all. Well, because, her again, she's, she's kind of living a lie, which is like, that's like another scene that uh, really made me happy. That when the husband offers to take her home, I'm like, no, no, don't do that. Don't do that. He's going to make a move on you. And then the car pulls over. I'm like, oh, God, he's going to make a move on her. And then she says, is this the part where you try to stoop it to the, the day worker or whatever her role is called? And he's like, no, this is the part where I tell you I know who you are. I know what you did. I don't want you near my kids. However, I know my wife is invested in you, so I'm going to let this thing happen. But then you're gone. And I was like, wow, that is totally not what I was expecting. And I like that so much that that was like, he's a good guy. Because I totally thought we were going to get the husband's a jerk, you know, trope. And no, her, not her husband, but the employer's husband, not a jerk at all. Uh, I mean, I guess if you are on her side that he's a jerk for like throwing that in her face. But she she got the job under false pretenses. And it's hard to blame him. Like, generally speaking, I don't think you would hire like 
a heroin uh, dealer to take care of your see, family, right? Like, I didn't feel like she was a heroin dealer. I thought that she was just transporting the package, and she said she just never asked what it was. She probably knew what it was, but she didn't ask, so she could... You're right. My assumption, though, is that he just assumes she's a heroin dealer. Oh, you know fair. What I'm like, but also... Was. I'm, but then on the other, the flip side, I mean, she probably wouldn't get that job if she had been honest. But on the flip side, she hasn't done anything wrong. Their house hasn't been in danger. She hasn't, you know what I mean? And I feel like sometimes people need to be given opportunities to. I mean, the first chance she was left alone, though, she did drink a lot of their liquor. Like, <laughs> I, I, I jumped on beds. But I mean, like, yeah. I don't know. I. She didn't. St- I mean, I guess you could say drinking the liquor was stealing. Although Especially I feel because she okay. drank some of it right out of the bottle. Like okay, that's nasty. Right out of the bottle. Yeah, like I just. I mean, I, I guess she, the the liquor would kill the germs, but still. She. I don't know. When I think like going into somebody's house and like doing awful things, I'm thinking about like sneaking through their stuff or stealing their stuff or I don't know. I don't no, you're not wrong. She definitely could have done worse things than she did. But I still don't blame him for being skeptical. And again, yeah. there is that that is a um I think the movie does a good job of introducing that stigma that like once you're a con- convicted felon, um blind spotting says it is like w- once you're a convicted felon, your job is to always prove that you're no longer a convicted felon. Like you're you're always going to be one. People are always going to see that you have to constantly remind people that you're not that. So that means always being perfect, never doing anything wrong, because anything that you remotely resembles a, a criminal, they're going to jump right back to that point of view. And I think that's what ultimately happened to her with him. Although, again, the movie plays out very differently. And we see that they've clearly mended that that breach of friendship because they're together. Um, her choking at the, the fundraiser was was, I thought, well done because it's not like. She doesn't choke because of nerves. She chokes because of the lies that she's put in forth. And she's guilty because of her kid broke his arm and she didn't stay with him. Um, but I do feel like it, it's like all these rich people and they're kind of like putting on a show of who they are with their cowboy hats and stuff. And it's not her element. Oh, yeah. No, it's I. but I see what you're saying. But I don't think I think she's used to playing. I don't think she's nervous about singing. I think maybe there was like um it just reminded her of how fraudulent she's been, you know, yeah, like, too. like yeah. these people are all putting on airs and then she's putting on this show to, to make these people give her money. And and I can't remember exactly what like point in the movie it is, but her, she and her son are talking and they're talking about all the baddies in prison. And she was like, well, I was a baddie. And he's like, no, you said that you were an outlaw. And she's like, no, I was a baddie. But like, even with her kids. Yeah. Ah, well, another thing, um, I think we mentioned this in, I don't remember what movie it was, but we were talking about, um, how like sometimes characters in movies go like to these extreme, like evils or like, there's all these like caricatures of people and this movie, all the people felt very real. Um, like, like when she goes to the DJ, like this BBC DJ, he's not like some big caricature. He's not like over the top. He's very like humble with her and. Like, she looks at him as, like, this celebrity. He's, like, very chill. and like, no, you've got a great voice. But you, what, are you, what are you saying? You know, like, it's very kind. And, and he's not, like, he doesn't put her down. He's not dismissive. She's late. And, like, that whole sequence, like, where she loses her bag on the on the train and everything. I'm like, 
what's going to happen? Is they going to find it with like heroin? In? Like I kept waiting for this big, dramatic, crazy thing. And it, it's really nothing. It's just an inconvenience. Um, it slows her down because she gets there and like, you have your ID. And she's like, no, it was in my bag. And one's like, okay, well, you just got to sign it. You know what I mean? Like they're not like, it doesn't stop her from seeing the DJ or anything. And then she's late and he's still like, hey, cool. I'm glad you're here. You know what I mean? Like all of that felt like it was going to be this big melodrama. And it's not. It's just like things happen. We're all people. We're, we're able to work past this. And it's like, I really like stuff like that because it, it, the drama is there without it being the drama. Cause like, I think as a worrier myself, a lot of times I am my biggest enemy. You know, it's my own brain thinking that, Oh, I'm not going to be able to get in now. Cause I'm late. And like, she's running and out of breath and they're just like, yeah, yeah, it's fine. You know, like people are late. Sometimes it happens. It doesn't like always cut, shut the door. Um, sometimes it could for sure. But it, it, this movie does a really good job of like, giving you the tension and building the conflict but it never being unreasonable or over the top and a lot of times it is like it's small and it's her own worry or her own apprehension that's really the source of the the conflict and not everybody else you know yeah i love that she named her kids winona and lyle <laughs> it like took me I such i didn't even put that together like, yeah, I, I was to... oh go ahead sorry no, no, I, I didn't, <laughs> until you said it, I didn't even notice that. Um, I, well, I, I kept, like, hearing her say her son's name, Lyle, 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 but I felt like it was a really long time into the movie, because I was like, she had to have named her daughter after a country singer, too, and then, finally, we get that her name is Winona, um, but, I don't know. It's kind of like she loves this, and she... I feel like she, like, puts in some of the work for it, but kind of like she doesn't deserve it still. Yeah. Well, yeah, she didn't know how to play an instrument. She's just a naturally talented singer. Um, didn't write her own music. And, again... And... Uh, she not only writes her own song at the end, but she's playing guitar then, too. Yep. Yep. And I think that's part... Like, at one point, her mom says, you've always got your foot out the door. You know that, that expression where, like, you're never really cemented into a place you're you're always like half committed and i feel like that was the same with with the music like it was just the thing she was the most upfront about like i can sing and i love the music and that's all that it takes and it, it's not all that it takes and i think she learns that when she goes to nashville um i think her experience there is really cool and uh again i also like she meets that waitress and she's talking to the waitress and the waitress is like everybody wants to audition here but then, like, the waitress is cool and nice and, like, kind of encouraging as opposed to, like, you know, a lot of other movies, I think, you can get out of my bar. You know what I mean? Like, it, it like, wasn't as combative. Explains the process to her because it is an interesting process. And I think if you're not from there or spent considerable time there, you wouldn't know how it works. Uh, I think, though, because she does say that, like, what's a country singer from Glasgow you know, you have to come from Nashville. I thought that, like, I don't know. Like, when she compares herself to a transsexual, but that she should have been an American. Uh, yeah. At first, I was like, this seems pretty disrespectful or whatever. But I feel like, oh, I don't know. Like, she doesn't really i don't know like she has these two kids and she had them very young and she's been to pre prison but i don't feel like she still has a lot of life experience yeah 
Yeah. You know, and like that's her best way of explaining it, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I I, I agree. It, it was like it made me hold my breath for a second, but then I think it, <laughs> I I like, think it worked out okay. Where is this going? Um, but I also think uh one thing with her kids, like I, I never got the I never questioned that she loved them. Um, I, I questioned her choices, but I never doubted that she had love for the two kids. And I think that was important. Um, well, like, I was always on, on her side, even when she was making dumb choices, I wanted her to make the right choices. Like I was never like, Oh man, this woman, I can't stand her. I was always like, come on, you're like right there. You're like so close to doing the right thing. And you keep choosing the wrong thing. Like even when she got left alone, I was like, please don't do something dumb. And then it like cuts to her like on the bed and drinking. I'm like, Oh, come on. And like i i love when they show her like putting her apartment together and like doing the things that her mom said you know to make sure her kids are successful pretty much in school and she's like going through their backpack once a week like her mom said and she like puts all their awards on the refrigerator and stuff and it's not like agreed i think she loves them i just don't think that she knows what to do with them because <laughs> She was 15 when she had her first kid, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess mathematically that's correct. Or 16. She was just very young. <sighs> yeah, well, I think I, I think we've said literally everything we can about this movie. Um, you ready to give your rating for it? Yeah, I'm going to go with must-see film. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you. I think must-see. I think it's super good. If you're a fan of music, it's definitely worth your time. Um. With that, we will be watching Horse Girl next week on Netflix, so check that out. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. You can reach out to us on anchor.fm and leave a voicemail. You can actually call the podcast and leave a voicemail. We can include those audio clips. Um, we hope that you uh, like what we're doing, and thus you'll rate and review us on whatever system you are using to listen to the podcast. And follow us on social media. I am at Burke Reviews and Corey. At Corey R. Star, two R's on the end. We'll be back next week. In the meantime, stay healthy, stay good to each other. Um, let's get through this, America. We can we can beat this virus. Um, and while you're waiting it out, keep watching movies. This has been a Burke Reviews podcast. BurkeReviews.com. <laughs> <laughs>